1860s following the published work of Charles Darwin on the origin of species by means of natural selection. Many white folks began to believe William Henry Johnson, or Zip the Pinhead, was the missing link between man and monkey, henceforth establishing and solidifying the social class in America. By their justification and the now refutable claim that Johnson was evidence that Negro people were of the lower order and proved by science, promoted as living proof of Darwin's theory of the descent of man. The St. Louis World Fair was the most visited location in the entire United States amassing 19 million visitors annually. Organizers gathered indigenous people from around the world to be put on display as a human zoo. The man behind the human experiment was anthropologist William McGee, one of the nation's leading scientists and president of the American Advancement of Science at the time. He strongly believed Darwin's theory of survival of fittest and thus the social class of America should not be diluted with lower order men that sit so close on the evolutionary ladder of species to that of apes and monkeys. One particular group of indigenous people that came to fame as the missing link between man and monkey were the Pygmies, a small nation tribe from the Congo, now the DRC. Democratic Republic of the Congo. Visitors at the World Fair were told that the species were captured in Africa and described as a race of beings found swinging like apes from trees and branches. The museum staff went as far as telling visitors that the species has been pronounced by science as the missing link between African blacks and lower animals. The man displayed as such was an African-American named William Henry Johnson who spent the majority of his life on public display as proof to Darwin's evolutionary missing link, oftentimes in a cage. The New York Tribune declared Mr. Johnson a cross between some species of apes and Negro. Another paper declared that Mr. Johnson's head was shaped in likeness to a monkey while bearing the face of a Negro man of the lower order. They went on to brandish claims that scientists proved that he was the missing link between man and monkey. Another example of white supremacy was with Craw Farine. In the 1880s, Craw was promoted as living proof to Darwin's theory of the descent of man, displayed as the link between monkey and man. Studies found that this young lady, in fact, had a rare genetic disease called hypertrichosis, a disease that over-secretes hair follicles. In 1903, McGee was asked to oversee the anthropology department for the World's Fair where he presented the story of human evolution in which he classified Negroes and many indigenous as lower stages of the human race. This way of thinking reflected the popular mind state of anthropology community and the American society at the time. Darwin's theory enabled this way of thinking because it proved to the mainstream audience at the time that black people were biologically inferior and white people were biologically superior. Africans were subjected to be treated as merely animals based on the authority of science. Pygmies were considered to be the lowest form of life on the human evolution. A group of said pygmies were transferred from the Congo with no decree to humanity of these people against the fact that they spoke a lick of English, nor were they capable of effectively communicating with their captors. They were taken by force by Samuel Phillips. Samuel Phillips Werner with heavily armed men then after classified these subhuman types more closer to apes than any other variety of homo sapiens, the lowest form of humans. In 1906, Otabenga was kept at the American Museum of Natural History in Manhattan. He was then moved to New York Zoological Park or the Bronx Zoo, 
where he was placed on display with a chimpanzee in a cage at the zoo's monkey house, September 8, 1906. The sign on the exhibit reads, The African pygmy, Adabenga, age 23 years old, height 4 feet 11 inches, weight 103 pounds, brought from the Kaizai River, Congo Free State, South Central Africa, by Dr. Samuel P. Werner. Exhibited each afternoon during September. Quarter million people came to see the exhibit that week, which also brought controversy at the dehumanized spectacle. The person's responsible for the exhibit degrades himself as much as he does the African. Instead of making a beast out of this little fella, he should be put in school, Reverend Robert Stewart MacArthur, pastor of the city Calvary Baptist Church. The ministers demanded he be taken off display and be offered an education and seek to convene with the higher ups for help. But the Democratic mayor refused to meet with the ministers as he was an openly racist man who despised the Negroes and referred to anyone born of different races mongrels. The mayor wrote a book titled The Passing of the Great Race, which got praised by Hitler and used as his Bible. Ultimately, Adebenga was moved to an asylum where he shot himself to death 10 years later. Adebenga expressed his desire to return to Africa, but the African continent was being ravaged by European powers during the World War I in 1916, therefore making it impossible for him to return. The loneliness pushed him to take his own life. Confused and alone, he had fallen deep into depression. By 1921, there was even further social Darwinism practices throughout America. Eugenics. The study of breeding better people, created by Charles Darwin's cousin as the self-direction of human evolution, embraced by the American Science Society and its elites, which grew supporters from top research institutes in America, from Harvard, MIT, Yale, Ohio State, Smithsonian, University of Texas, and UC Berkeley. The American Museum of Natural History gave the Eugenic Society an exhibit which garnered support from many official and private entities, including the American Red Cross. The exhibition pulled over 10,000 people that placed human groups under a microscope in an attempt to judge their worth and the overall cog in the wheel of human society. Eugenics viewed people who weren't white as lower races. It also deemed black Mexicans, Hispanics as lesser than and unworthy beings to modern society. This after all was backed by Darwin's theory of evolution. Forced sterilization and a eugenics record office was formed that declared the decree to mate and marry was deemed by your family tree. In 1932, the Third International Congress of Eugenics debuted its exhibit for public display. Opposed by the religious groups in America, they faced backlash from groups such as the Christians, Catholics, Baptists, Protestants. In 1930, Pope Pius XI condemned eugenics for betraying the dignity of humanity as spiritual creatures made in the image of God rather than an economical vanity. Yet the eugenics movement was responsible for over 60,000 forced sterilization throughout America. In Nazi Germany, more than 300,000 people were forcibly sterilized. Then after in an enraged campaign against humanity, Nazi Germany gassed the disabled people of the state which led to the perfection of many execution style which was later used to wipe out millions of Jewish people under Nazi rule. We cannot forget the past. We cannot say it louder. We must not sit idle silent the past of scientific racism and we cannot forget that Darwinism promoted a base for scientific argument which led to the support of racism. Failure to remember the past means failure to prevent the past. The abuse of science must be taken seriously and Darwin's theory of origin of species must be classified as an abuse of science and a justification of racism which existed long before Darwin. Darwin's work layered the foundation for Nazi Germany to justify their supremacy over all races which justified their execution of Jewish people in their mind. They died holding on to a theory of white supremacy. No matter how big a nation is, it is no stronger than its weakest people. And as long as you keep a person down, some part of you has to be down there to hold him down. So it seems you can't soar as you might otherwise. 
marian anderson